0: We're doing it again. Simone Bianchi, Batman 181, trade virgin set drops. First appearance of Poison Ivy, suggested $40 to $50 value. Going in the buy it now tomorrow, November 13th on WhatNot for $10. If you use my link in the description and it's your first time buying something off the app, you get a $10 credit. I'm dropping this for you so you can get this set for free. We do this kind of thing all the time on Whatnot. Use my link and enjoy the show. Yo, Comic Fam, what's good? We're here to talk about the most trending comic books in the world, like we do every single week. Hit that subscribe button. And this week today, I think, is probably one of my favorites in quite some time. There is a lot of heaters here.
1: It's really, really cool because the SAG Afterstrike is finally over, which means we are seeing more books driven by that, and that always makes for some surprises.
2: It's my kind of list, too, because there's a lot of modern, recent stuff on here that you might very well own, so let's get to it.
0: Let's jump into it at number 10 with X-Force number 46. This is a 1 in 25 variant that just came out, has X-23 on the cover, and it's hitting $40 average sales right out the gate, which hasn't been happening for most incentive variants.
1: A lot of these 1 in 25 variants, people just aren't paying for. So when you see something like this, it's a combination of the fact that it's really good art and it's probably a low-ordered book. I think we're only getting seven or eight copies of X-Force at the shop, so we're not even getting a 1 in 25 variant.
2: I was very excited to see this book here right at the start of the list because this cover is done by Jeff DeKal, one of my favorite cover artists in the industry right now, whose name I've been saying wrong.
0: Dude, I've been saying his name wrong, too. And this happens sometimes. We learn it, and we have to make sure that we've communicated it properly so that we can fix any incorrect pronunciations. Jeff DeKal. He'll prove it here. My name is Jeff DeCow. And it doesn't stop there because James Tynan IV has also posted this last week. And this is something I even put on my Instagram
2: page. You got to know how to say his name. Hey, everyone. This is James Tynan IV. I'm sick of people saying Tinyan. It's not Tynian. You just heard it. It's Tynan. Let's play it again. James Tynan fourth. One of the big exclusive artists we've been seeing the last couple
1: years is EM Gist. And I thought it was Geist like H.R. Geiger, but it's absolutely not. And it's not Geiger either. It's Geiger. What the heck, guys? Eric Marcus Gist.
0: If you like what you see, you got to follow Jeff DeCal over on Instagram. His. Composition is always excellent. The vibrance of his covers, although simple, are so intriguing. Take a look at this Poison Ivy number eight. It's beautiful. His Punisher cover, his Magneto cover.
2: And Jeff DeCal just did a run of Catwoman covers that I have really been a big fan of, as well as he did the covers for the AWA book Chariot, which is what put him on my radar a few years ago. Follow Jeff DeCal and let's move on. Let's get to number nine on the list. We're on to Amazing Spider-Man number four from 2014. This is the first full appearance of Silk. This book is hitting
0: $100 average sales, and oh my
2: goodness, it's dropped below $200.
0: But we are seeing an uptick of copies sold of 100%, and we're not going to tell you why again, because the Spider-Man 2 game is officially out. It takes you longer than a week to play it, and that's why this book is spiking, Kind
1: of. So Cindy Moon has made it onto this list a couple times in the last couple years. In 2021, we were talking about the potential of a live action series. And in 2022, we actually had more information about that series. But she didn't show up into the Spider-Verse movie. And this book is still one of those books that people seem to be long-term specking on. This is evidenced by, in the last year, 949 more graded copies on the cgc census that means there's a ton of people trying to get high grade copies of this book officially our channel is doing something i think
0: no one else is doing in the community hit the subscribe button we are keeping track of the census count for every book that we talk about so when we tell you that the last time we chatted about this book back in 2022 november a year ago We have the census count from that date of filming. And since then, there have been an increase of 601 9.8s added to the CGC census. That is a range of upwards of 50 plus 9.8s a month difference in availability.
2: There are Spider-Man 2 video game related reasons to spec on this character. And then when you think about the fact that this is one of the few spider characters who did not appear in the Spider-Verse movies yet, Maybe this isn't the most unsafe spec in the world, and when you consider that, like Tom just said, there's 600 more 9.8s on the census in just one year, it's not that hard to track a copy down either, especially when the prices are this low. It's kind of hard to resist.
0: This book hit heights of $500 and was four to $500 for quite some time. Yes, we're in an adjustment period, but also that census count is actively keeping the price down until...
1: She hits the screen. Number eight on the list, we have the Marvel's movie causing a little bit of pre-movie spec. We have Silver Surfer number 53, a $15 average sale and $150 for CGC 9.8. This is the supposed villain of this movie.
2: Yeah, this issue, which is an Infinity Gauntlet crossover, it introduces two Kree general characters. We've got Ael Dan and Dar Ben, and it looks like they are gender swapping Dar Ben and using this version of the character as the villain in the Marvel's movie, so we are seeing some last minutes back before the movie hits.
0: Zowie Ashton slated to be this character on the big screen. I have a ticket to go see it this weekend. I know you're seeing it with me. You're seeing it before Saturday, yep. So we have nothing to say about it. We know she's going to be in it, and I'm interested to see what happens post-movie, but what I do know is that we're seeing record lows on Multiple grades for this comic book. Take a look at these numbers. The year-long low just was had with that $150 sale we just reported on for the 9.8. The 9.6 in October sold for $23. That's cheaper than it costs to grade the damn book. The 9.4 sold for $17, and that just happened in September.
2: And that's the lowest this book has ever sold for in a 9-4. We also got the exact same thing happen in a 9-2. It sold for $29 back in March 2023, the lowest it has ever sold for.
0: Download the best comic app in existence, Key Collector Comics. Utilize Code Tom 101 and a free two-week subscription of the app. You support what we do, and you get
1: access to the app in its entirety that we all three use every single day. As an LCS owner, I use this every single day, and there is nothing that has had more buzz recently than the Energon universe. So when I saw the book, number seven, Transformers number one, on the list, it was absolutely no surprise. This is still a $5 cover price book. You can get the first and the second prints probably at any LCS, but the fact that it's already going for $75 for a CGC 9.8 is a testament to the fact that people just want high grade, and I think they are expecting even more from this franchise. The $75 price sounds very high, but that matched its record
0: high last month in October. There's 50 copies on the census right now. There's going to be more. So I imagine it's going to climb down a little bit, but a cover price book being graded at 9 8 you're lucky if you got a $30, $35 book on your hands.
2: What I find more interesting is the fact that this book makes the list after it's already out. Like, normally we see a brand new book make the list a week that it came out, maybe the next week afterwards. Maybe it's a variant or a high-ratio variant or a store-exclusive. This is just cover A of Transformers number one. And we're seeing a 125% increase in copies sold compared to last week, probably because issue number two finally came out this week.
0: And we got some teases in that book about Duke number one, which is being brought to you by Joshua Williamson. I suspect we're going to probably see G.I. Joe creep up because of the Energon universe very soon.
2: It's Marvel's time, baby. Here at number six, we've got Amazing Spider Man annual number 16. This is the first appearance of Captain Marvel Monica Rambeau who later becomes Photon, who, of course, is one of the three Marvels featured in this movie.
0: An increase of 131% in copies sold as we approach the debut of the movie this weekend. This is hitting $125, high average sale, $400, $450 for a CGC 9.8. I saw someone grab one for in the $300 range for a book that could have been purchased at its height. $1,200 Of twelve to fourteen hundred dollars. Now, since we chatted about this book last seven months ago, there's been an increase of 29.8 on the census. And seeing those books now in this market
1: means that those people are probably getting them graded and selling them. It's very, very clear that people have been anticipating this Marvel's movie. And we knew that this would be the big Monica Rambo key. So a lot of the people have sent their high grade copies in, and we're seeing a flood of them on the market. We know the movie is making these sell, and that's probably why the price is going to creep down in the next couple weeks. Number
0: five on the list is Timeless number one. We got the first appearance of Ms. Minutes. Is it Miss Minutes? We just got done talking about Ms. Marvel. I digress because we have a $15 average sale, $100 for a CGC 9.8. The heights this book reached was Almost $300. What? That's how much the Loki like <laughs> fandom pushed this book up. People needed to have Miss Minutes on the cover. But you know what? Seeing this for 100 bucks, I kind of like the price because I'm a fan of Loki. And after Loki 2, getting way more screen time. I think this is a well-deserved key book. And selling it for the amount it is, I'd say go for it.
2: We do have a 133% increase in copies sold of this book compared to last week, and I am still kicking myself over this because this is probably the biggest example of a book that I sold way too soon. I ordered this book through the catalog. It was an open-to-order variant that anybody could get their hands on, and I sold it at a claim sale at the Golden Age Guru's house after season one of Loki, and I probably—I don't know. I'm still kicking myself. I don't even remember how much it went for, but it was not this much.
1: Ryan, I sold 25 of them at $5. I feel your pain. Oh, Okay. <laughs>
2: Well, there we go. I don't feel so bad.
1: <laughs> Did you watch Loki season two? I love the
0: ending, but we're not getting into any spoilers. But notice, we're not talking about Loki here today. Outside of Miss Minutes at the list at number four, so hyped about this news. We found out a while back that we were going to get an Avatar live action Netflix show, and the trailer debuted this past week. dude, I was about to tear up. It was like I was forgetting that M. Night, Loki, is the reason why we haven't had this as a thing for like the last decade. But another announcement that happened this week was the Zelda live action adaptation. How stoked are you?
1: I am so excited about this. My Zelda story is that when they announced Ocarina of Time, I went out and bought a Nintendo 64. And then the game was delayed for 18 months. So I literally had a Nintendo 64 sitting in my living room collecting dust with no games. I did not play it. The only thing I wanted was
2: Ocarina of Time. So you know what? I am really excited about this announcement. I didn't know that about Russ, and now I'm a little upset with him. You just let it sit there for like a year and a half without Absolutely. playing. Absolutely no no Mario, no Absol- Mario. Kart? That was it. No Zelda. pilot Wings? Nope. No F Zero. Nope. No wave no, race. No Golden Eye. Dude, oh, that's fine. Gold, GoldenEye's <laughs> overrated. But
0: this book is hitting $250 average sales, 1,200 for a CGC 9.8. This book broke 2K during the heights of the comic book market in years past. But since we chatted about this book last five months ago, there's been an increase of only 14 nine-eighths on the census. We just reported hundreds on other books. This one, only 14. There's only a total of 115 copies in that grade on the census currently and an increase of 450% in copies sold because of this bombshell news. The video game adaptations are
1: where it's at. I think this is great spec potential and this book is so
0: tough and high grade.
1: There are a ton of other Zelda ancillary things you can get. Dark Horse has released an art book. We know that there's the Twilight Princess manga. So if you just want Zelda stuff, you can find it out there. But these comics are low print. They are early valiant they are like a cardstock cover and they are glossy they are really really tough to get in high grade i've handled a bunch of them and almost none of them would qualify for anything above a 9-2 let alone a 9-8
0: you got to join the november mystery mail call it's the best way to support what we do we send you comic books every month and in november i think it's our best box of the year thus far one per box. Tyler Kirkham, Spider Boy, number one trade dress. Number one of Swamp Thing with a glorious Lieber Mayo trade dress cover. We have two bangers going out. We also send in back issues, prints, and you know we got some surprises.
2: And if you follow me or Tom on Instagram, you might have noticed that we're going a little bit crazy adding a bunch of random Silver Age books into the mystery mail call, especially this month. So it might not be a bad idea. It's $35 to sign up and subscribe. It's $40 if you just want to try it out, one-time purchase. And we did just reinstate international shipping. So no matter where you are, you can try us out, ComicTom101.com.
0: At the list of number three, Astonishing X-Men number four. This came out in 2004, and it's so cheap. $3 average sales, an increase of copies sold to 520%. Gotta be because of Peach
1: Momoko. There is definitely love for the character Armor. Again, a Japanese character, and it's awesome that we're going to be able to see Peach Momoko driving the new Ultimate X-Men series. This book had an all-time high sale of 225 dollars and a CGC 9.8. So seeing this for $65 is crazy low, especially because I think this often forgotten about character is going to get a lot more love really
2: soon. I don't know a whole lot about X-Men, but I am a big fan of the Ultimate Universe, and I'm very excited to see the resurgence of this whole line. And yeah, like Russ just mentioned, Peach Momoko has been handed the keys to Ultimate X-Men. She is writing it, she is drawing it, and she is choosing to focus the whole story around the character Armor, who, like her name implies, can create a psionic suit of armor for herself that just manifests out of nowhere. That's her mutant power. So I'm excited to learn about this character and to see what uh, what this corner of the new Ultimate Universe is like and now we're at the listed
0: number 2 with Uncanny X-Men 164. This came out in 1982 and it features Carol Danvers as Binary. Did not expect to see this book here unless there's something that happens in movie which I haven't seen yet, but this book is spiking. It's an increase of copies sold of 567%. This book you can get for $45 average sales 200 for a CGC 9.8. This book was hitting around the $6 to $700 marker at its heights when the first movie debuted.
2: This one's on the list because in the uh, past week, Marvel released a last minute final trailer for the Marvels. And I got to say, out of all the trailers they did, that one got me the most excited for this movie. They probably should have put that one out first. But there was a little tease kind of at the end of this that said something like they're coming or they're here or they're on the way or some hint that was dropped at some mysterious character. So I think maybe we're seeing people speculate about, about binary maybe on that list popping up in this movie perhaps. But like Tom said, we haven't seen it. We'll know more. In a couple days.
1: X-Men 164 is one of the only books after Days of Future Past that's actually worth a premium. So this has been like a spec book that people have been talking about for a very, very long time. So all of a sudden, we've got potential with Carol Danvers. I just think it's a perfect storm where you have a book that's already going to sell for 30 40 bucks, getting a little bit of a bump specifically for the movies. What do you
0: think about this in the comment section below? Do you own any of these books? Do you think any of these Marvel's books are worth specking on? Are y'all... Choosing to hold if you paid more than what they're going for right now. i got to know your thoughts. And the number one most trending book in the world
1: is a Daredevil book. In what universe? How would we ever have thought that Daredevil number nine, first appearance of Echo, we've talked about this multiple times, but this is great, $60 average sales, $200 for CDC 9.8, absolutely on the strength of one of the best trailers i have ever seen i have never been more excited for a marvel thing and that is not hyperbole
2: i'm super excited for this yeah we've known echo was coming for a long time at the end of 2023 and it's just kind of been out there you know yeah echo's coming and then we got a trailer of it this week and i'm like oh oh okay this is a whole this is a thing this looks really really good it's not just some show that I'm probably going to catch up on eventually. I'm going to be there. I'm going to watch this every week. An
0: 860% increase in copies sold clearly because this book was once a $600.98, and now it's going for 200 at a 9.8. So it's low buy-in, excellent trailer, led by Kingpin. You see Daredevil get a little glimpse. They're calling this Marvel Spotlight, saying that this may not actually have anything to do with the larger universe in the MCU.
2: Yeah, that's another piece of news that just kind of quietly dropped in the last week or two at this point. Like Marvel Spotlight is a new almost like a like a subheading of Marvel movies and shows that they're saying you don't have to have watched the entire MCU to just pop in to a Marvel Spotlight show like Echo, for example, and just you can just watch this and, and have a good time.
1: I mean, the Marvel Spotlight comics are the ones that are reprints of key issues of those characters, and this is kind of like the point one that Marvel did, I don't know, eight or nine years ago, where any issue that ended in a point one is a jumping on point. So it's nice to be able to know without getting really deep into something that, oh my God, I have to do a bunch of research to understand what's going on. All five episodes are going to drop January 10th this next year. And it's the first Marvel
0: show that's getting a mature rating. I got to know your thoughts in the comment section below. Go to tom 101store I did a drop this week. Secret Wars Battleworld number one.
2: It's pretty. You got to go look at it. It kind of It kind of blew me away when I saw it. <laughs>
0: Painted by Felipe Massaferra, we have trade dress, virgins, sets at a discount, and CGC options. We love ya!
1: And as always, geek responsibly. And stay, mates Enough said. <laughs>